morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, October 12th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. And we come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be in a parable of Jesus in the book of Luke. But before we get to that parable, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, make us content as we serve you. Let us do nothing, say nothing, Desire nothing which is contrary to your will. Give us a thankful spirit and a heart full of praise for all that you have given us and for all that you have withheld. Amen. Amen. Our scripture is from Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Listen for a word from God. There was a rich man. This is Jesus speaking, in case you were wondering. But it sounds like Brett. But it sounds like me. (laughs) Jesus says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. The rich man called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, Remember that during your lifetime you received good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. The rich man said, Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, For I have five brothers that he may warn them, so they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, why does Jesus tell this story and what might it mean for us today? So this story comes short. Jesus tells the parable of the dishonest manager. Um, Dishonest manager. uh, And that could be pretty much directly pointed at the Pharisees and how they have uh, managed the spiritual lives of, of the people of Israel. Uh, and they get upset. And so it says, the scripture says, the Pharisees, comma, who were lovers of money, heard all this and they ridiculed him. And Jesus responds to that ridicule with this story. 
And so in this story, he's speaking to um, us who are unwilling to hear. <laughs> Those of us who have uh, been convicted and instead of being convicted, uh, instead of allowing that to, to work in our hearts, have now lashed out <laughs> and, and are refusing to hear the, the words of Jesus. But specifically this parable, I think what Jesus is getting at is having eyes to see uh, the broken, um, that they're... Uh, that the reality of the world, which it points out, is there are some of us that are going to have, uh, that are going to receive good things, um, whether we have earned them or not. And there are some of us who will receive evil things, whether we have earned them or not. Uh, and that we are called um, to respond to those, to have eyes, again, for the brokenhearted and the downtrodden. Um, it makes me think of. You know, one time, one time I was driving home from Ventura, California, where Allie lived, to Tucson, Arizona, where I lived. I was 20 years old, and I had it was Christmas Eve, and I had left really, really early because I wanted to get home for Christmas Eve with my family. I did not intend to see anyone on this road, and again, I was 20, so I was in college, so I looked not great. Um, I was wearing cutoff shorts. Uh, a v-neck, jorts? Jorts. A Were they jean shorts? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, dear Lord. Uh, a V-neck t-shirt, moccasins, my beard was out of control, and argyle socks. That's a picture. That's a picture. All that to say, halfway between Ventura and Tucson, my transmission broke down. Um, and, and I had to hitchhike my way, and I had no cell service, so I had to hitchhike my way to the closest gas station and a very kind uh, family picked me up and drove me to the gas station and then I called my parents and they said if you can hitchhike another two hours to Phoenix where your grandparents live that would be great because they're going to come see us the next day so I stood outside this gas station um, and I had this really profound experience of the dehumanizing aspect of the broken and what I mean by that is Again, I was standing outside this gas station asking every person that went in if they were heading towards Phoenix and if they had room for a ride. Again, I will fully acknowledge that I did not look like someone you wanted to pick up. Mm-hmm. I know that. Uh, but the, 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 the vast majority who did not make eye contact with, you, with me did not acknowledge me, did not acknowledge me as human, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was an incredibly transformative experience because then you feel less as human uh, and I think that's what we have with this this rich man is he's he has a lot he's been get, he has much in this world um, and how is he uh, is, is he using that to increase the humanity and dignity of those who are broken or is he allowing them to waste away with the dogs who are licking their wounds are we are we are we pointing someone to the truth that they're a beloved child of God or are we reinforcing the truth of the world that they don't belong uh, and that they deserve to be in this broken place? That was a long-winded answer. What do you think? <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite passages. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that last line, look, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Um, I also think that this is really about choices and regret Um, And the idea that this rich man has lived his life in such a way um, that it has meant nothing. It's Mm. just meant nothing. And Lazarus, who has lived his life in a way that's looked down upon by so many, 
um, has actually lived a life that's worth something. Um, and for me, it's the idea that we know the answers to a good life. We do. It's about all those values we talked about in the First Timothy passage. Mm-hmm. We know what that is. And so the question is always, are we going to do it? Um, you know, I hate to go all uh, Yoda on you, right? But there is no try, only do. Mm. Um, and so I think that's what this is about. Um, I do think there is something about wealth that makes us feel safe. And the truth is that anyone could become Lazarus at any point in their life. Yeah. Life is capricious and hard and, um, and there is suffering. Now, do I think that because I'm white and wealthy, uh, does that decrease the likelihood? Probably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, think of it in terms of like how many people have had such a huge health event and look back on their lives and realize all the things that mattered really didn't. This is just um, a parable that kind of gets at that. I think there's something also profound about uh, wealth that we make these choices over and over every day to trust in that wealth, uh, to, to move further away from, uh, as it said, the prophets um, and, and, and what we know in our, in our hearts that we're called to, that even when um, you know something as miraculous as rising from the dead happens, uh, that we can't see it to be what it is. Um, that, that's, that is a... Um, that's not that's not something you're born into. That's after a series of choices uh, that the five brothers and um, and that the rich man have chosen over and over and over again. That even to the point of the miraculous, they can't see it um, that in their lives. I think one of the reasons that I feel honored and privileged to be with people at the end of life and to do funerals is because it is one of the few times when a family has all of everything stripped away, nothing they could do, no amount of money or privilege could keep their loved one alive. Mm -hmm. And I generally see kind of like the beauty of humanity in that. um, And it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. Hmm. Our quote that we're going to leave you with today is from Ernest Hemingway, who says, when people talk, listen completely. Most people never listen. Mm. Friends, for my benediction today, I want to leave you um, with some words from the passage we read on Monday. May you be blessed in knowing that the Lord our God is sovereign, that the Lord our God dwells in unapproachable light, and that the Lord our God is with us and for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you.